Ah, welcome to Movie Magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight. Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howl through the night. They cry out for their true queen. Name's Bond, James Bond. One of them leads to the castle at the center of the labyrinth, and the other one leads to certain death. <gasps> Go ahead, make my day. He sounds like quite a man. A passenger has died on the train. Who gave the order to kill me? Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, eighty-nine point three. Commence primary ignition. How blessed are some people, whose lives have no fears. No dreads, to whom sleep is a blessing that comes nightly, and brings nothing but sweet dreams. That's a quote from Abraham Stoker, better known as Bram Stoker, whose birthday fell this past Tuesday, November the eighth. And there's more to this quote, which I will read a little later on. Bram Stoker was born in the year eighteen forty-seven in Dublin, Ireland. He passed away at the age of sixty-five in London, England, on April the twentieth, nineteen twelve. This Irish author is best known for his graphic novel *Dracula*, and if you tune into Movie Magic's Halloween special, you would have heard me recommend a few Dracula movies, based on Bram Stoker's infamous character. If you missed it, well, not to worry. It's loaded up as a podcast, and if you Google Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, you'd be able to find it. Bram Stoker could not stand or walk until he was seven years old, and this was due to an illness. Now, can you imagine not using your legs for seven years? Your muscles will be weak. It would be very difficult to stand after all that time, let alone walk. However, Bram Stoker went on to become an outstanding athlete and football and rugby player at Trinity College in Dublin, where he also earned a degree in mathematics. He served ten years in the civil service at Dublin Castle, during which he was also an unpaid drama critic for a newspaper, the Dublin Evening Mail, and that's when he made the acquaintance of his idol, actor Sir Henry Irving, from 1878 until Irving's death, which was 27 years later. Bram Stoker was Irving's manager, writing as many as. Fifty letters a day for him, and accompanying him on his American tours. After Irving's death, Bram Stoker published Personal Reminiscence of Henry Irving in 1906. This is a bio of Irving, which also includes a great deal of bio about Bram Stoker himself. His first book, The Duties of Clerks of Pretty Sessions in Ireland, was a handbook in legal administration that was published in 1879. Now I'm not sure if this handbook is referred to now when it comes to legal administration, but it would be cool to get hold of this 143-year-old book. Bram Stoker's first novel was in 1875, titled *The Primrose Path*, followed by *The Chain of Destiny* that same year, and this was 22 years before *Dracula*. In 1818, he published a collection of short stories titled. Under the Sunset, 
And get this, it's a children's book. Now, I haven't read any of the short stories from this book, and I'm wondering if they are scary children's stories. Now, it makes me want to get hold of this book. Then in 1890 came The Snake's Pass, which is a romantic thriller set in bleak Western Ireland. The story centers on the legend of St. Patrick defeating the King of the Snakes in Ireland. And you might ask, what's so romantic about that? Well, the story is about the troubled romance between the main character and a local peasant girl. Now, Bram Stoker might have written quite a few novels, about 15 in total, and three compilations of short stories. But only his gothic novel Dracula is well known to the masses. Now, was Dracula influenced by a dream, real events, or horror bedtime stories told by his mother? We'll find out in just a bit. So let's count down to it. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM 89.3. Today in Movie Magic, we pay tribute to Bram Stoker, whose birthday was on November the 8th. Now, Bram Stoker is known mostly for his gothic novel, Dracula. And there were many stories made of this character. So how did he come up with the novel? Was it a dream? Was it based on true incidents? Or was it his wild imagination due to some horror bedtime stories read to him by his mother when he was bedridden? Let's go back in time. Bram Stoker was bedridden with an unknown illness until he started school at the age of seven. But prior to his recovery, while he was still in bed, his mother used to read him some horror bedtime stories. Poor boy, he might have had nightmares. And even if he did, Dracula did not come to him in his nightmares. But his mother telling him bedtime horror stories could have been an influence for him to write a horror story. Dracula, let's not rule out that possibility. So, in the summer of 1890, a 40-year-old Bram Stoker entered the subscription library in Withby, England, and requested a specific title. You know, to make it a little dramatic, um, I'd like to add in some sound effects. So let's say it was raining on that day, and we're in a quiet library, uh, where the only sound we hear is the rain outside and maybe the grandfather's clock. Let's throw that in. Bram Stoker requested for the accounts of principalities of Wallachia and Moldavia, a book written by William Wilkinson. Wallachia and Moldavia are two places in Romania. This book title wasn't readily found on the shelves or typically made available to the general public. It's not a travel guidebook, mind you. The library didn't even make it known that they possessed this rare book. Access was only granted to those who asked for it. Bram Stoker handled the book, only under the watchful eye of the librarian. He didn't read it cover to cover or browse the text. He just opened the pages to a specific section, made notes in his journal, and then he returned it to the librarian, who kept it away in its resting place. Next, he stopped at the Wilby Museum, where he received a series of maps. He then pieced them together and found a route beginning in the heart of London. Now back then, there were no Google Maps, so he used this map and he traced it and it ended 
on a mountaintop deep within the outskirts of Romania. From the museum, Bram Stoker then made his way to Whitby Harbor, where he spoke to several members of the Royal Coast Guard. They provided details of a sailing vessel, the Dimitri, that ran aground a few years earlier on the beach inside the protected harbor with only a handful of the remaining crew alive. The ship, which originated in Varna, an Eastern European port, was carrying a mysterious cargo, crates of earth. While investigating the damaged ship, rescue workers reported seeing a large black dog, consistent with the Yorkshire myth of a beast known as Bakrest, which escaped from the hull of the ship and ran up the 199 steps from Pig Sands Beach into the graveyard of St. Mary's Church. On the cliff for all the sailors to see is the church with the Abbey. Now this church still exists in England, but it's in its ruins. Back then, when it stood tall, Bran Stoker looked up at the church and there was a dark chamber at the top of the central tower. Opening his journal, he turned to the information he had written down back at the library. Like jigsaw pieces that have been discovered and having a mathematical brain, he put two and two together and started writing his novel, Dracula. Now, remember the research that Bram Stoker was doing about Wallachia and Moldavia, the two places in the region of Transylvania and Romania? Well, the name Dracula means something in the Wallachian language. I'll tell you about that next on Movie Magic. Money FM 89.3. Movie Magic with Colin Gomez. Wallachian is a language spoken in Romania. Now, Dracula in the Wallachian language means devil. Now, the Wallachians took this name and gave it as a surname to people who were evil. Let's take Hitler, for example. They would have called him Adolf Dracula. After Bram Stoker wrote the book, he wanted it to be published as a non-fiction. But the publishers said one word, no. They were against it because back then there were lots of murders in England and there was a killer on the loose. A story like Dracula to be published as a non-fiction book would have spread mass hysteria and panic and that would have been devastating. Bran Stoker's research, which is what the book is based on, has many similarities to real life. There's the graveyard, the abbey, the dog, and of course the ship but it was called the Demeter in the novel, not Dimitri. In real life, it was Dimitri. The names in the novel are based on real people too. For example, the name Dracula is based on Vlad Draculia, who was considered as one of the most important rulers in Wallachian history and a national hero of Romania. When the novel was released on May 26, 1897, the first 101 pages had been cut. Numerous alterations had been made to the text and the epilogue had been shortened, changing Dracula's ultimate fate as well of that of his castle. Tens of thousands of words had vanished. Bram Stoker's message, once concise and clear, had been blurred. So the question is, is the story fact or fiction? According to Bram Stoker, many of the characters in his novel were real people. Now, many years ago, I came across a person with a surname Alucard. 
That name, Alucard, A-L-U-C-A-R-D, spelled backwards, is D-R-A-C-U-L-A. Yes, Dracula. And there are people in England and Europe with a surname. Just look them up. You'll find them. Are they descendants of this vampire character found in Bram Stoker's novel? Or is Dracula just an imaginary character from the mind of Bram Stoker? Maybe we can get some vibes by visiting the ruins of Whitby Abbey in England. Now, you won't be able to see the tower that Bram Stoker stared at because it was destroyed in 1914. Uh, There's no roof either on this abbey. And the stained glass windows, well, they're all gone too. It just stands as a ruin, but still as a landmark for ships as they pass by this place. Now, at night, this abbey is lit with purple, blue, and red lights which gives it a haunted feel. A guided tour might tell you where the ship Dimitri landed with a strange cargo of earth and where the dog ran up the hill. I know it's a thin line between fact and fiction, but something to think about or imagine. You're tuned to Money FM 89.3. I'm Colin Gomez, and this has been a Bram Stoker special on Movie Magic. And... When I started the show earlier, I read a quote from Bram Stoker that goes like this. How blessed are some people whose lives have no fears, no dreads, to whom sleep is a blessing that comes nightly and brings nothing but sweet dreams. Well, I actually read the second part of the quote. The first part goes like this. Oh, the terrible struggle that I have had against sleep so often of late. The pain of the sleeplessness, or the pain of the fear of sleep, and with such unknown horror as it has for me. Unquote. Movie Magic, Money FM, 89.3.